want to introduce one of our members, Mary Beth Candido, because today is the second Sunday of the month. And as we do, each second Sunday of the month, we have somebody come and share their testimony, whether it's the, their salvation story or a time in their life where they saw God move in an incredible way. They saw him deliver, come through. Uh, so we are going to hear from her, and I am excited, and I know it's going to be a blessing. So let's welcome Mary Beth as she comes up. I have quite a bit of things with me um, this morning. How are you all doing this morning? Thank you for coming to Grace Life today. It's good to see everybody. I'm especially thankful for um, my family. Might get a little choked up already, which is not what I intended to do, but um, it's been quite a journey the last six years of my life. Um, so I want to start with a verse that God gave me. Matt emailed me about four weeks ago when I was in Alabama visiting family. I want to say hi to my family watching from Alabama online too this morning um, and asked me if I would share my story and I had five to ten minutes and my I was laying there at 1030 at night looking at my email. I thought, okay, Lord, I'm going to need you to like multiply my time like you did with the loaves and the fish because how am I going to share my story and what we have walked through in 10 minutes or less? But I've asked the Holy Spirit to give me the words. And so I'm just, that's my plan. One of my D group members uh, messaged me this morning and said, I'm praying for you. And, uh, and uh, she said, I said, I'm not really sure what I'm going to say yet. And she said, well, I'm praying that God will give you the words. I said, well, that's my plan. <laughs> so I want to start with um, Psalms 107. Uh, it's one of my favorite verses through, through my story. It comes from um, book five. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Verse two says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. Another passage or a translation says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Those he has um, redeemed their story, let them share it. So today I'm going to share about the redemption of Jesus and what he has done through my life. I was born on a June, warm June day in Birmingham, Alabama to my parents who are still married and still living, praise God for that. And I was a strawberry blonde, the middle of three children. Um, and I was born and raised in Alabama. I met my husband, Craig, when I was twirling baton at the University of Alabama. And um, we got married, and we've been married for 15 and a half years. We have moved, um, I think, around 12 times from the time that we actually met and moved my stuff into storage and moved around. We've lived in seven states. So we've had a lot of change in our life, and um, around nine years of marriage, we decided that we were ready to have children, um, and we were Christians, both born and raised in Christian families. I was uh, baptized and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior when I was 10 years old, so I was born and raised in a church family and uh, loved Jesus. Uh, as my best friend would tell you, I've been, she's like, give her a microphone. She's been teaching and preaching the word of God to any female that will listen <laughs> since she was little. So uh, that is who I am at my core. But in 2016, I uh, was in the midst of going to ministry school, actually. And I was running a business out of our home. And my husband was coaching college football. And I got pregnant, and that was exciting, and the most joyful, um, amazing time of our life, really, when I think back about it and, and think through 
wow, like we're going to have a baby. Um, and at our 20-week appointment, we went through something that is not normal. Um, and I won't go into the details of that today or we won't make it out of here in 10 minutes. But um, we suffered something very traumatic that day. We were told on a TV monitor without anybody in the room that our son had a cord plexus cyst on his brain and that it would be linked to Down syndrome. And I passed out in that moment. I was blacking out. I wouldn't say I totally passed out, but I was blacking out. And what I didn't know at that time was that my brain had never experienced so much shock in one moment. Um, what I thought was supposed to be a delightful anatomy scan and learning the gender of our baby turned into a nightmare. Um, nobody to explain what had just happened. Nobody to explain these um, terms that I had never heard in my life to me. Um, in that moment, uh, my brain went into shock. And from that point forward, I was not okay. Um, in fact, for five months, I didn't quite sleep at all, um, and which induced a lot of other health issues down the road. Um, shortly after that, my uncle was found, um, passed away uh, on Christmas Day, actually. Um, he had been lying there for four days, had had a heart attack. So a lot of things happened during that season of life. What was supposed to be joyful became very dim for me. I almost was like I was disconnected from my body. I didn't even really recognize that I was pregnant when I looked in the mirror. I could see that I had a baby in my belly and I could feel that baby moving, but something was not right with me. And I, I saw doctors after doctors um, to look at me. I think that they just would look at me. Well, I know they would just look at me and say, you're just having a bad day. You know, you're not suffering from, from anything. You know, once this baby gets here, you'll be fine. I sought out godly counsel, uh, sought out even Christian counseling, and I was told through that that, um, you know, I needed to get rid of this anxiety and depression, that it was not good for my baby. So what do you think that made me do as a mom that's already worried about my baby? It made me have more anxiety. Um, and so I, I thought I was doing something at that point to harm my baby. Um, I'm going to read a passage now from... from Mark. I relate with, you know, when you read the Bible, you relate with certain characters of the Bible, or you look for God in the story. And so for me, when I think about my journey as a whole, at this moment um, in my story, I started to relate with the woman who had been bleeding for 12, for 12 years, because I was suffering uh, mentally, physically, I was suffering, and I didn't know what to do. Nobody really knew what to do with me. Um, and so Mark 5, Mark chapter 5, if you have the word with you today, I want to open it there. This is when Jesus is being pressed through the crowd. And uh, the woman is, you know, trying to get to Jesus. She wants to touch his cloak. She says, so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman who was there had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had financially. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. 
Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. That's Mark 5, 24 through 29. I was the lady in this, in, I re, identify with the woman here who has been bleeding. Um, my husband and I have spent many, many hours, many, many uh, days. Uh, I've probably had over 200 hours of counseling in the last six years. Um, so today, I want to share with you that the cloak of Jesus is, to me, the people who make up the body of Christ. You know, she just wanted to touch Jesus. And for me, I just wanted to touch Jesus because I grew sicker and sicker and I grew weaker and weaker to the point where I was at one point crawling on the ground just to get from one bathroom to the bedroom to the living room. Um, after I delivered our baby in 2016, or excuse me, 2017, um, via C-section, I was very, very sick. My parents had to move in with us, had to live with us. Um, it was not a happy time in our life. There were no, um, you know, baby announcements. There were no newborn pictures. There was nothing that seemed normal. Um, for me or for my husband or for our new baby. Christian Lewis is totally healthy. You may see him running around here someday, so praise God that we have a healthy baby. Um, and, you know, the Lord had shown me uh, back when I, I was suffering in the beginning that, that Christian was going to be healthy. I knew that in my spirit, because let me tell you something, when you are so sick and you are suffering in your body, but you know Jesus. I knew that my spirit knew that Christian was going to be healthy, but my body and my mind were suffering. I was diagnosed with postpartum PTSD, postpartum psychosis, um, from not sleeping for many, many days on end. I was diagnosed with postpartum depression, anxiety, uh, you name it. <laughs> One of my doctors told me, you're the poster child for for all of these things. Do you think I wanted to carry those labels as a new mom? Absolutely not. Um, what I dreamed of as becoming a new mom was not what I was experiencing. Um, at 11 months uh, postpartum, I got a diagnosis. I had prayed every day, Lord, please bring me a miracle. I need a miracle. And um, my family needed a miracle. I can't um, describe all the ins and outs of how dark and deep our story is in 10 minutes, and I'm probably over 10 minutes by now. But I can tell you I was the woman in Mark. I was the woman who just needed to touch the cloak of Jesus. And so why do I have all these books up here with me? Because honestly, I have so many journals that are filled, and I'm a visual. My degree's interior design. I'm a visual person, and so I'm like, I pulled out the other day in the garage like 10 different journals. I journaled during my sickness because I couldn't walk. I could hardly talk. I couldn't be around noise. Um, somebody else was having to bathe me, wash my hair. This is how sick I was. I was extremely sick. Um, couldn't eat much. was always nauseated. Uh, just so many symptoms. And so I thought, you know, Lord, what can I share? What can I share. So I thought I would share from the depths of my soul of something I wrote when I was so sick. And 
when we read, this is what I wrote, and this is back in when I was very, very sick the first time. I've gone through this twice, actually. When I was sick the first time in 2017, I wrote this. Are you part of the cloak Jesus is using to heal someone? By not just offering, but doing something for someone who is needing healing as a part of their healing. Maybe God wants to use you to be a part of his cloak. Will you listen? Will you be a piece of thread for someone in a cloak that needs Will you be a piece of thread for someone in a cloak that ne- that's needed for their healing? There are people all around you whose souls are bleeding, who need to encounter the healer himself, and maybe he wants to use you to weave together his redemption. And so God did. He used a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people to weave together the redemption. I am a miracle standing here today. I can tell you that. It's only by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ that I stand here today. I have battled suicidal ideations when I was so sick. I have, um, like I said, needed care beyond care. I have spent days away from my son when he was little not too many years ago to try and figure out what was wrong with me. The diagnosis is I have something called dysautonomia. It's a dysfunction of my autonomic nervous system. Um, God redeemed me in so many ways through PT, through a toolbox of, of things. If I had a toolbox here, you would see therapy come out of it. You would see family, friends, resources, the word of God, especially, um, the church, you know, um, so many different resources would come out of that toolbox, but Jesus is the only reason that I am who I am today. And my life has changed drastically in six years, but I will tell you, it's for the better. Um, I am not the same person that I was six years ago, and I'm thankful for that because I learned something. I learned what's called empathy. To me, it's greater than compassion. I may not understand what somebody is walking through because it's different than my story, but I can empathize with them. I can come alongside of them, and I can say, I see you. I feel you. I see the hurt that you're walking through. And I know by the grace of God that you are going to rise above because I have overcome and I know that we overcome by the word of the Lord, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so, um, yeah, I could sit here and talk all day about what I've been through, but I just want you to know that Jesus has redeemed me. He can redeem you too. And um, yeah, like I will leave you with this. This is a picture of my husband, my handsome, handsome husband, Craig, my beautiful Christian Lewis. He's the baby that they told us might be Down syndrome on the bottom. And even if he would have, he would be an amazing child. And then that's our adopted baby. So we adopted a baby back in um, March. We had dreams of adopting a baby. I had, we had dreams of having more children, but my body, after getting my diagnosis of dysautonomia, I knew God was greater and bigger, and I could still have children, but I also knew what it meant to have wisdom and discernment. And so we wanted to adopt a baby for a long time, and we didn't seek adoption, actually. It sought us by the power of Jesus. One of our neighbors introduced us to this young couple, and... We got chosen for for this little baby boy, and so his name is Koa, and he's in the nursery this morning. And so my experience of becoming a mom for the second time has been so redemptive. 
so redemptive. And that's a story for another day. And it's like Aunt Linda, who's sitting here today, I told her that I was asked to speak at church. And she says, uh, for 10 minutes? I said, yes. She goes, uh, is that like a series of Sundays for 10 minutes? <laughs> so um, I will leave you with this. This picture is a picture of redemption. This is a picture of the woman who, taught, who was able to touch the cloak of Jesus because of these people that are sitting right here, because of this church, Pastor Tommy and the elders who came to my home through Mark and Wendy Hart when I said, I just need a pastor to pray over me. And we didn't even belong to this church. And Wendy said, when do you want him to come pray? I said, soon. And this was when I was sick for the second time. Again, a story for another day. And there are people in this audience that prayed for us that didn't even know us but the elders of this church came and laid hands on my husband and I prayed with us and I believe because of that step of faith that God showed us what made me sick the second time around so that's for another day but this is a picture of redemption thank you so much